Hello and welcome to the final of three anime recommendation episodes from me and NB of the big three. This one is going to be straight off the presses, straight off the dome, because I just watched all of it last week. But before I get to that, I want to just say that if you don't know, these episodes are showing up just so that we can space out the Attack on Titan episodes so that we can try to go as seamlessly from Attack on Titan, finishing it up to My Hero. But at this point, there is not a release date for the final part of Attack on Titan. So I think because of that, we're just going to keep going with normal episodes after I tell you about Tengoku Daimakyo or Heavenly Delusion. I should say that this series is pretty graphic in its depictions of gore. It is, you know, it's a post-apocalyptic kind of setting. So you're going to get some of those kinds of tropes along with it. I would definitely check out one of my favorite websites, which is called DoesTheDogDie.com. And you can look at all of the categories that they have there and see if this show is going to have anything in it that is going to be a no-go for you, or if it's just something that you want a heads up on. But be warned, it's pretty heavy, even if you remove the sort of triggering aspects from it. So I am not trying to sound impressive by knowing the Japanese name for this, even on Hulu, which is where I see it as its like main release platform. It's also on Disney+, Plus, bafflingly enough. The dub and the sub are listed as two different shows, both titled Tengoku Daimakyo. But roughly, Tengoku Daimakyo means heavenly delusion. So that's what I'm going to be referring to it as from this point on. So what is the premise of heavenly delusion? There are two, because there are two parallel stories. Maybe they have something to do with each other. Maybe one is in the past of the other one. Maybe one is in the future of the other one. It is unclear at the end of the first season. There is a season out right now with how much manga is out there. I think there's only probably going to be one more season. So unless they do a full-blown Promise Neverland season two dropping of the ball, uh, this is gonna this is gonna go down as one of the like under most underrated best anime of all time. So let me get into those premises that I was talking about. The easy premise is two kids, Maru and Kiriko. They are traveling the post-apocalyptic Japanese cityscapes and they are trying to find a place, a literal place called heaven, because one of them has an item to deliver to somebody there. And you may ask, well, what happened? Why is it post-apocalyptic? That's actually one of the cool parts about it is that generally nobody knows what happened. There are three theories in the world as to what happened. Was it a nuclear war? Was it aliens? Or was it just straight up pollution? I'm sure that it's going to be explored later on, but I do like the restraint for not info dumping about your world and everything. And that's, I think that's a sign of a strong author is to not 
let your how cool you think the world that you made is overshadow the fact that somebody is experiencing this story as a story and if they want to delve into you know the deeper lore stuff they can later but first and foremost a story is about a story and not just a place so one of the characters his name is maru uh he is the one that has the item that he needs to give to somebody in heaven and he doesn't know what heaven is he doesn't know where it is he assumes that it is duh a real place that is just called heaven that he's trying to find but in this post-apocalyptic kind of world he was raised after that so a lot of the stuff is like well we'll just go and see with him and i think that that is pretty cool in a world where you are kind of forced to be a scavenger from birth. The other companion is Kiriko, and she is really cool. Uh, I I'm not going to get into like too much about what her story is, but she is the bodyguard of Maru, and she's got a really cool gun that shoots a laser. Uh, and I don't know what that's about, and they don't explain that. I should say, I have not read the entirety of the manga. I have not read a single page of the manga. I've just watched the show, and it is the only thing that I can think about right now because it's so good. And I'll get to why it's so good in a minute. The other premise is that there is a school of kids that are taking like high level genius classes and they've never been outside the walls of their school before. Is this sounding familiar? No, it's not Attack on Titan. This is a different thing. The kids in this school, they're all slightly gifted in some kind of way. One of them is like really good at art. The other one is really good at jumping. The other one is really good at hearing. That kind of a thing. They're not X-Men, but they're kind of like your average person with a quirk in My Hero Academia. Something where it's like, yeah, I can do this, it's special, but it's not anything that's going to make your whole world fall apart. So obviously, there is something outside of the school. They wouldn't set the school inside of a setting if there wasn't a reason for it. And so the question of why is this a kind of hidden society? What's going on outside? Is it the apocalypse that we were told about before? Is it something else? How do these two stories relate? Basically, the school plot line follows uh, one person named Tokyo and her kind of journey trying to figure out what this world is that she is in after starting to question it maybe for the first time. So you would think with one season of 12-ish, 13-ish episodes is not going to be enough to reach a satisfying conclusion for both of those stories and you're kind of right because they do leave it off for a second season because in all reality there will be one to continue the story so the story doesn't end but i do think that where the story leaves off at the end of the season is enough to really really get you invested in the story and and patiently wait for the next part because you know it's going to be good whatever it is so honestly, there's no spoilers about the two plot lines linking up. They don't definitively, and they might in the future. That is all I know. And of course they are, because that's how good stories happen. But it's cool to not know which one is in the past, which one is in the future. Are they happening at the same time? Are we seeing characters we've already seen before? 
Are we seeing characters that are going to be parents of the characters that we've seen before in this school? It's really, really interesting because just by them showing you two stories within one story, you know as a viewer to expect something. And that playing with the expectation that something is going to happen is definitely a tool in the author's tool belt with this show, with both sides of the story. So back with the kind of Walking Dead scavengery kind of story with Maru and Kiriko, uh, the big, you know, complication and wrinkle with that is that at nighttime, there are sometimes monsters. These monsters are called man-eaters. They eat not just men, but they eat all people. That's right, they're an ally. And the first fight in the, I believe, second episode with a man-eater is so well animated and has some really gut-wrenching moments in it. In the fight with the first man-eater that we see in the show, uh, Kiriko and Maru are fighting it, and they're trying to not run out of ammo for the gun that they have, which has four shots if you're lucky. So there's a huge risk-reward type thing with that. And it's just one little detail of the combat in this. The other detail of the combat that we end up seeing is that Maru, when he touches a man-eater, he can access whatever their soul is and kill it from there. Because otherwise, you can't kill it. It's just going to keep eating people and assimilating people into them. And one of the things about the first one that we find is there is a parent that is convinced that the man-eater itself is the soul of her son, when it really probably is just that it ate her son at some point. But it sets this mystery up of, like, what are the man-eaters? And remember that guy that I said at the school that could draw things really well? Well, he draws a fish with a bunch of arms on it, and it's not really paid attention to super hard, but one of the man-eaters that they encounter later on is a fish with a bunch of arms. So your brain is immediately going a mile a minute trying to figure out just what the fuck is going on. I will say that there are answers for a great many of the questions that it's going to raise in that first season, so you shouldn't be afraid of something like, you know, getting J.J. Abrams, getting mystery boxed, into a story that isn't going to have any conclusions. Rest assured, this is not an extremely long story. This is an extremely good story. So there's probably going to be one or two, maybe three seasons, and then it's going to be done however it's done. Again, I don't know how it's going to end. I'm just telling you that you really, really, really owe it to yourself to watch Heavenly Delusion, a.k.a. Tengoku Daimakyo. If you watch this show, I want you to tell me how those Doctor episodes go. Uh, cause for me, I was crying. Um, it is a gut-wrenching emotional show that, you know me, I like the pain, I like the hurt. So if you're like me and you enjoy causing yourself emotional damage, definitely, definitely check this series out. Okay, bye.